More Jalen Warren, less Najee Harris, and don't worry in this specific instance about the statistics. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates, the other two teams in town that I cover. The bye week is officially over. Everybody in the AFC North won yesterday, and the scope of the challenge ahead of the Steelers couldn't be clearer than it is right now. And the same, I believe, goes for the methodology of how they're going to have to attack this challenge. Plain and simple, it won't be pretty. It can't be pretty. It's the AFC North. Look how the Browns pulled it off yesterday against the 49ers. That's that's an AFC North W right there. They gutted it out defensively. They held on. They were pressed with their backs against the wall there, and the San Francisco kicker shanks it, and that's the end of that. And you know what? Nobody apologizes for it. Nobody walks off that field thinking, man, I'm really guilty about how that ended. No, no. That's not how it goes here. Here being the division. The Steelers aren't an exception. They were never going to be an exception, no matter how pristine that preseason played out in front of everybody. They were not going to be that. They were not going to be the Dolphins, let alone the Niners. They were always going to have to find some struggle button to push, to shove their way through the problems that they would invariably encounter along the way. They've encountered them. This part I saw coming, this vague concept that it was not going to be easy. The other part that I saw coming was that they were going to have to run the ball. And they were going to have to run the ball with not just both backs, not just Jalen and Najee, but also with Anthony McFarland, with Calvin Austin, with Connor Hayward, with everybody that they were getting involved in the preseason, in training camp, that made the offense look as dynamic, not necessarily explosive, but as dynamic as it did. You weren't going to know where things were going to come from. Lose a couple of guys, your offensive coordinator forgets everything that he was trying in the preseason. It's just a bad combination. As it is, the truth remains that you're going to have to run the ball. The further truth remains that you're going to have to go with your best guy ahead of the other one. Not in terms of one guy plays all the time and the other one stands on the sideline. That's just not how NFL running backs work. But much more so about, let's say, one of them getting two carries for the other's one. Why would you have Najee going ahead of Jalen right now? I'm going to pose that question to you. Just stop for a second and think about it. What would be your motivation when you see the two of them, when you see them, how they stack up? Again, don't worry about the stats because to me, Jalen doesn't have enough uh, of a sample size. He doesn't get used regularly enough for his numbers to matter all that much. Just tell me, like, boom, off the top of your head. Why 
other than the fact that Najee was the first-round pick and that Jalen wasn't even drafted. What else? What else you got? Because in my eyes and in my mind, going back to that game against Baltimore, Jalen won that game. There's all kinds of people who came through in the end. But those three successive monster gains that he had, one on a pass, two on runs, were what sent Baltimore reeling. What had Baltimore just backpedaling and what had Baltimore left with really no choice but to throw everybody up front and let George Pickens bust loose for that touchdown. If that series sees Najee continuing at the 2.6 yards per carry pace that he'd already set for that game, none of that happens. None of that happens. You get stuck in second and long, third and long, and you're left with some uh, bad situations in a bad part of the field with not a lot of clock left. And you know who everyone's blaming if that happens? It's not Najee. They'd be blaming Matt Canada. They'd be blaming the offensive line. It might even be blaming Kenny Pickett for some bizarre reason. But Najee isn't going to get you those plays. But you know what? Don't take my word for it. Take Mike Tomlin's word for it. Oh, no, no. He won't say it. He won't even come close to saying it. He was asked, by the way, by a reporter after that game, if he'd be open to letting uh, Jalen take more of the load. And his response was that standard general, uh, I'm open to anybody, you know, getting more playing time if they earn it and whatever else. But it it was nothing specific to the running backs. He made it wholly open-ended. But you know, another thing I'm always sharing with you, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Who was on the field when the Steelers absolutely, unequivocally, desperately needed to get points. Right, exactly. There shouldn't be any debate. If that's who you wanted in that setting, that's who you want way more often than not. When we come back, J1Q. Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG is a personal injury law firm in Western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and they've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LGKG. Today's J1Q comes from Casey, who asks, when does Cam Hayward come back? You know, usually I don't take injury questions or injury update questions because there's not a lot to say other than restating what's on an injury report. You know, it's stuff that everyone has access to. But Casey's got a really 
good reason for asking this one. There's not much information on Big 97. There just isn't. Cam's talked about it on a couple of occasions, once with reporters, but without any real elaboration. What we do know about this practice week leading into Los Angeles is that Deontay Johnson has declared a hell yeah as to whether or not he'll be available to face the Rams. Pat Fryermuth expected to be back. James Daniels is expected to be back. And Anthony McFarland is expected to be back. Those are some pretty big pieces of the offense. Now, speaking only for myself, I, I've picked up on absolutely zero vibes that would suggest that Cam would be back. His injury was supposed to be a two-month thing. Uh, his is going to take some time. And being that he's not exactly a teenager anymore, uh, pushing him on something that's as delicate and easy to re-aggravate as a groin probably isn't the best idea. The Steelers would be much, much better off if they can get a consistently productive Keanu Benton out there as often as possible. Maybe, speaking of injured guys, they'll get DeMarvin Leal back from his concussion. And although I would imagine this train has left the station long ago, given its lingering status, Larry Ogunjobi just having another week to heal that troublesome foot to allow him to do what he does, which is practice half the time and really, really give it everything he's got in the games, that's a plus as well. But if there's one unfortunate thing that we've seen to date in this defense, maybe more unfortunate than anything, including some of the uh, more lamentable coverage in the secondary in some games, has been that there's just no replacing Cam. Not because of how great Cam is, not just because of how great Cam is, I should say, but there's just nobody that even plays league average in his absence, not at what he does specifically. Bear in mind that if everyone on the defensive front is healthy, you're going with two guys. You're going with Cam and Larry. If you're going with three in a perfect situation, then you're going with Cam, Larry, and Keanu in the middle, not Montrevious Adams, Keanu. If you do that, you've got yourself a pretty good NFL front, to state that lightly. But when you pull Cam out of there, there isn't someone else that can go into that specific slot and do the damage that he does, both in the stopping of the running game, but also in the pursuit of the quarterback from the inside. Larry's getting as much done as he possibly can. That's to his credit. Keanu is showing flashes, but this is still going to be a band-aid, if not an outright tourniquet operation until Cam comes back. And no, I don't have the answer, Casey, as to when that'll be. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow. 